Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Right now, as you and I are talking, um, members of Hockey Canada, um, the Ontario Hockey League Commissioner, Western Hockey League Commissioner, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League Commissioner, all of these highly placed junior executives as well as the Hockey Canada executives are on Parliament Hill being grilled by MPs over the state of hockey. It's all centered, of course, around the 2018 incident, but now there's the 2003 incident. I mean, the list goes on, and we're learning more as we go through here. Uh, We found out this morning that Hockey Canada has paid out $7.6 million, uh, nine different settlements related to sexual assault and sexual, sexual abuse claims dating back to 1989. Now, uh, almost seven million of that was all related to Graham James. Okay, so the vast, vast, vast majority of it is dealing with that incident. Um, they also, one of the things we've talked about earlier today, Sheldon Kennedy coming out and saying, you know what, the whole organization needs to be blown up and torn down. And we, you cannot have the same people that have been on board with Hockey Canada the entire time all this has happened and ask them to change things and to make things better. To that end, Hockey Canada uh, CEO Scott Smith, brand new CEO, um, was asked about that this morning. Here's his quote. You've asked for transparency. You've asked for accountability. You've asked for Hockey Canada to change. I'm here to lead that change. I will not walk away from the demands you have rightly put before us. We will ask an independent third-party expert panel to conduct a full governance review of Hockey Canada to ensure we have the right people and oversight in place to give Canadians confidence in us. Canada's lost confidence in you. I think that's pretty clear. All of your money has been pulled. People are angry from coast to coast. All right, you're going to do your third-party investigation. So it looks like what a lot of people were hoping for, um, an overhaul, is not going to come as quickly and as easily as uh, a lot of people thought that it might. We're going to speak now with Dr. Laura Meisner, who is Director and Professor at the School of Kinesiology, Faculty of Health Sciences at Western University. Um, Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. No problem. Happy to be here. You know, in reading about your background, um, I was struck by the similarities. Um, You were an elite gymnast saw all kinds of problems within the sport of gymnastics, decided to tackle it through academia, did research, studied this, presented your findings to Sport Canada, and what happened? Right, well, um, nothing, essentially. I I think it really fell on, um, you know, deaf ears, and a lot lot of change was made. Um, I think since that time, we've seen a lot of policy changes in many organizations, but it's clear that, you know, implementation of safe sport policies is not enough to protect players and athletes from the kinds of harms that we've been hearing about. So we know what happened with uh, Gymnastics Canada last week. We know what's happening with Hockey Canada right now. Now Sport Canada in general has been pulled into this because they've admitted now they knew about the 2018 incident years ago and decided not to do anything or tell anybody. What is it with sports governance in this country that it's such a disaster, Doctor? 
Right. Well, I think it's it's a broader issue. It's not just sport governance. It's the culture of sport in and of itself. It's it's a culture that promotes and perpetuates silencing when there is these types of behaviors going on. Um, we in sport feel that somehow we're able to deal with the issues of, on our own in-house, and we don't invite others in to investigate, to you know, change the procedures, change the rules, and to have fair punishments happen. Um, And that's the problem that's gone on for a really long time is that sport is very insular and isolating from other mechanisms that would support the change that's needed. And so this culture is pervasive throughout many, many sports. And, you know, you can speak to that. Obviously, as, as, as we said, you did the work, you did the research, you had the lived experience, plus you have the academic research into it, and you presented that, and it was completely ignored. It, I mean, are they just not interested in even listening? Is not something that doesn't hit their radar until it gets to the point where we're seeing it blow up like it is now? Well, I think what's been happening is that, um, you know, when we have people presenting particular cases where there is uh, research and there's evidence to support it, um, the, the way that they, these organizations address this is often through policy mechanisms. So we'll create another safe sport policy. Or if there's a particular incident with a coach, we deal with that individual on an individual level or an individual club yeah. level. And so look at these situations as being isolated. And it means that the organizations are really willing to take a hard look at their own internal mechanisms and the sport more broadly, how it continues to perpetuate the ideas that it's acceptable to have these harms and abuse happening. And as long as we just deal with the individual where it might have happened, it's not happening in other places. Well, that's wrong. And we've known that. And we've said that for many, many years. And I'm not the only one. Researchers, you know, throughout the country and around the world have talked about this for a long time. But sport doesn't really want to, to look at itself that way because it really means a massive change in how we have governed sport and the culture that is so pervasive in sport. And I think, you know, what we're seeing is really administrators, coaches, those in positions of power, not wanting or willing to give up that position of power. And that's what it's going to take. And that's a big shift for most of them. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So how does that happen? We had Sheldon Kennedy coming out yesterday who I have so much respect for in this field. He's got the lived experience and he's worked so hard to try and bring about change, saying, you know what, you can't just go back and ask the people that are already in the room to make the change. It's not going to happen. It seems like you're saying the same sort of thing. We need a complete overhaul and breakdown. How does that happen, and what do we need to look for when it comes to the people in charge of this, the people in governance? Sheldon Kennedy says, has there ever been a woman that headed up Hockey Canada? I mean, things like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's a good example. It's oftentimes we promote from within in sport. We bring in players who have been acculturated within the system, coaches who've been acculturated within the system, move them into administrative roles, and so they continue to perpetuate the same ideologies. Um, and that's where we're not seeing change. I mean, Hockey Canada is a prime example. For a long time, they didn't even want to deal with women's hockey, let alone para-ice hockey, because what mattered to that organization was, the, was men's hockey and men's hockey only. And that 
is a sign of an unwillingness to change and unwillingness to have those from outside the sport, outside the culture, come in and make that change. And we're seeing that even with the announcements today, you know, the CEO saying, we, I'm, I'm committed to this. I'm going to make the change from within. That in and of itself is problematic because you cannot make the change from within because all it does is it continues to promote the same individuals who've been accultured through the same pathways, and then we end up in the same situation in a few years from now. So we need new thinking, new people from outside the system to really come in and make that change. We need to be listening to the researchers who have been doing this kind of research for a long time and saying this change needs to happen. It means the structures, the system, the ways of governance actually need to be different. They need to be accountability, third-party, outside external accountability mechanisms built in throughout the system and not just when something happens. And all of those types of changes are massive shifts in power that I don't see that people are really willing to give up yet. So how does that happen? You're right. It is a big change. It is a big shift. And I think, you know, we're sort of at an inflection point, at least with Hockey Canada. And I think a lot of it, and as as crass as it is, Doc, when the money disappears, when the sponsors say we're right. out, when the government pulls the funding, right. okay, now it's time for a reckoning. Um, do you think this could be enough with Gymnastics Canada, with Hockey Canada, and maybe even Sport Canada? But the money's gone now, right? Right. I mean, I think the money is the big piece. Money and the sponsors, when they walk away and say, we don't want to be a part of this, we don't want our name associated with it, that has a huge impact on those organizations. And they're really at a point where they can't do anything but change. But I think more broadly than that is we're actually seeing an outcry from the public, from people who have been committed supporters of sports like hockey forever as it being such ingrained in Canadian culture, stepping back and saying, I don't want my kid to participate in that. I'm not going to sign up my son or my daughter into these sports because I don't believe the system is right. And that's the kind of pressure that really makes change. Because when people step away from it and don't want to participate in it and don't want to be involved in it, then the whole fundamental structure of the sport falls down. And I think we're starting to see that. And I, that's the part that really hurts me because, you know, my whole agenda is yeah. to try and get people involved in sport in safe ways because we know sport can be so good, it can be healthy, it can promote all kinds of wonderful things, but only if it's structured safely. And so it's when we see you know families walking away and saying, we're not going to be involved in this, that I think we're going to start to see real change. I share that disappointment. Uh, like I've been involved in minor hockey for a long time, and I know that there's people out there that this is going to convince that hockey's bad mm-hmm. for their kids and they don't want to do yeah. it. But maybe, maybe, Doc, can we be optimistic that this is the one thing that will finally, because we've talked about this for so long, You've done so much work personally around this. Right. This actually will lead to meaningful change and we'll all be better off for it? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm optimistic that maybe we could move towards a system that is about participation. I mean, the biggest problem within the context of this is that our focus is on a pathway to be a high-performance athlete, a pathway yeah. to the NHL, a pathway to the Olympic Games, instead of recognizing that, in fact, our sports system should be built on broad-based participation so that everybody can be involved and be active. And if we could make that fundamental shift, then we actually could see the change. But I think I'm not optimistic until we see a shift away from that narrative around everything is towards high performance and those pathways to high performance because that then pushes these other agendas of controlling behavior, of the political aspects of it. Until we can really start to value broad-based participation in sport 
end of story, then we will see the shift. And that's going to take a bigger shift than just simply saying, we'll change the structure. That's a lot more about the culture that Canadians, we have to value that. And that's a shift even on our own mindsets, because that's not currently how we fund sport. It's not how we think about sport. It's not how we value what sport is about in many respects. So um, that's going to take a bigger mindset shift on our part as well. Fantastic points. Uh, Dr. Meisner, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, You're welcome. Happy to be here and talk about this. Thank you.